Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. By the way, look at this camera angle. I mean, look, I, it looks like I have a peacock coming out of my head. Just look you, at you that. Kind of dirt. You kind of dirt. How can we keep it? It's like a little, it's a little bit of a crown. It's, it's like my angle. bald head up into a peacock. It's kind of terrifying uh, like when you kind of phrase a, it like that. Yeah. But yeah. My, right, yeah. exactly. It's the next like, promo. Yeah. yeah. You, know what this is, you know what this is? This is a nominee for, you know, uh, the best uh, a peacocky. Yeah, yeah. This is a peacocky nominee. Best cinematography, exactly. Yeah. It's my Maybe bald head right up into a peacock Maybe that's butt. The, the trophy, the most terrifying trophy in the history of trophies. Matthew yeah, Barry's head with a peacock coming yeah, out of it. Yeah, meme this. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. It's love hate day, and and the camera angle is better. Up oh, now, it's coming back in. They, look at that. There we go. We're gonna have to figure something out. Either I'm gonna have to grow hair, or we're gonna have to move the peacock. Uh, it is it is noon on a Wednesday. Team USA loses to England. Team Louis, that. yeah, a thousand percent. Look at this. Look at this nice kit, though. Got got the name on the back. Oh, well, there we go. Look, uh, lots going on. It, it is noon on a Wednesday on Peacock, but of course it is five o'clock somewhere, including night. I'm being told by Tiffany, our makeup artist, that it is the biggest party night of the year tonight. Is that right? Wednesday night, the we- more than New Year's Eve, more than any other night wow. in the country. Uh, tonight, Wednesday night, is the biggest party night of the year. So I know you and your three children that, but- <laughs> under the age of seven will be out there glug glug. Yes. Um, uh, so anyway, happy party night, happy night before Thanksgiving, happy love-hate day. Um, uh, as love-hate is out, on NBC Sports Edge and RotorWorld.com because tomorrow, of course, is the Thanksgiving holiday. Sure. Jay Croucher. Um, lots to get to. Uh, I'm wearing this in support of America. Yeah. You know, because I love America. Yes. I was going to wear my Australian jersey. but That's what I was going to ask. Lost, Are you? We lost 4-1 to France. So is- we did have 15 minutes, though, with a 1-0 lead where anything was possible. And then um, that bad man, Kylian Mbappe, started uh, running all over us. So a tough loss. Right. The, the, the Zacharoos. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a good day for everyone except... Fans of Australian soccer and Zach Wilson. Yes, I thought you were going to say moms. Um, but maybe you'll have more no, time for them. No, more now. time for yeah, moms. It's, true. it's a good day for it's moms. It's a great day for moms. A yeah, winning yeah, day yeah, yeah. for moms. But anyway, the news is Zach Wilson is out. Mike White looks like he's going to be in. Uh, the betting market has moved from Jets minus four and a half to Jets minus five against the Bears. So the betting market thinks that Robert Sala and co. made the right decision uh, in going away from Zach Wilson, who's been made to look pretty bad, particularly in his games against the Patriots. What does this mean from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, I think it helps Mike White. I- I'm sorry. It obviously <laughs> helps Mike White. That's a, that's, a, that's a bad one. Um, uh, you know, but what I, think it, what I think it does, actually, is that I think it... Um, uh, it also helps the pass catchers, uh, Michael Carter. I think it helps Tyler Conklin a little bit. It's interesting. We were on a text thread with Connor Rogers, our buddy, who also hosts the Jets pregame show. And um, he, specifically, he specifically texted the group. I just want to read, read uh, what Connor, uh, Connor wrote here to, uh, to everyone in the group chat, which is basically that, you know, Michael Carter receiving up in a big way, small boost for Conklin. Wide receiver core is going to be pretty un- unpredictable, but let's be clear, anyone – that isn't Zach Wilson is better for Elijah Moore. Ultimately, you think about, um, you know, Mike White hasn't played this year. But we do think he doesn't have the strongest arm. We do think he likes to check down to the running back. I think ultimately this is going to be good. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, good for Michael Carter, good for – honestly, good for the offense. I, I mean, right? I mean, like, like, this is a guy who completed, you know, nine pass attempts. 
yeah. against New I mean, England last week. Nine pass attempts. Like, he's just not good. And whether it's been Joe Flacco earlier this year or Mike White at times last year, like, this offense has looked better. They're much more pass-happy without Zach Wilson. It feels like the offense they've been running with Zach Wilson is like, hide Zach Wilson. And now, I don't know that Mike White is great. He's not. He, right? I don't think he's great. I think the, the jury might be in on that one. He's not right. great. But at least he's different. Right. And right now, all you want is something different because of what Zach Wilson has shown. And yes, I know there is the thought that, well, he got ruined by the Patriots secondary and the Patriots might have the best defense in the league right now. So it's a bit unfair. At the same time, he wasn't very good in the other games either. So I think this well, is the right move. Certainly the betting market thinks so as well. And at least it gives them more upside. And it's interesting you mentioned the betting market. So like uh, this, this game opened at 41 and a half it's already been bet down to 39 and a half but my expectation like give me the over now sure. I mean like I don't like I don't think Mike White's great but but I think he's an improvement and I think they will, they'll be more aggressive offensively against the Bears who remember over the last four weeks no team in the NFL has given up more points per game just total point scoring they're the last place scoring defense over the last month the Chicago Bears again you know uh, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn like they've gotten rid of some of their defense here one of the reasons why Justin Fields has put up such big numbers is because they've been they've been down and sort of chasing that they're 23rd against the pass as well over the last four weeks so uh, ultimately I think that um, check our rankings uh, which will be updated on uh, on rotorworld.com and NBCSportsEdge.com and of course Sunday morning Fantasy football pregame, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, up until kickoff, you and I and a cast of thousands. We will break this down as we get into that game more. But I think ultimately, you're still starting Garrett Wilson. I think you're still starting Michael Carter this week. You feel good about both those. I think Tyler Conklin becomes an interesting streamer this week if you need a tight end. And if Elijah Moore was dropped, I don't mind picking him up and seeing. I'm not starting him, but like... You know, at least there may be signs of life here. Yeah, there's upside there where there previously wasn't. Let's get to running back, right. love, height. And if you're team. in a deep two quarterback lead and desperate, you could do worse than Mike White this week, I suppose. I think the last thing on Wilson is that it seems like they really don't want any part of the Zach Wilson business anymore going away from him before they play the Chicago Bears, which would have been the great yeah. spot to get right. So don't expect that we'll see Zach Wilson in competitive games for the Jets uh, the rest yeah, of the I mean, the like, that's the thing. Like, he, really he the coach, happens. you know, Salah was saying, like, oh, this isn't, it doesn't mean his career is over. But uh, <laughs> I mean, with, the, with, with, the, with the Jets, you I'll know. Take the under on Zach Wilson's career uh, uh, with the Jets. Uh, I'll take the over on Ken Walker's career with the yeah. Seattle Seahawks, though, and he headlines the love list, the favorable matchup against the, uh, the vaunted defense of the Las Vegas Raiders. Ken Walker makes my love list, as you just mentioned. Top five running back. Look, he's awesome. He's an awesome talent. He's coming off the bye. He's playing the Raiders. Do we need to talk more? I mean, like, you, you want good stats? You look at me like you want good Kenneth good Walker stats. stats. Here's what I'll say. In five games of the start, he's averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. He's averaging 22 touches per game in that stretch. 24% target share in Week 10. I, I know, like, the last time we saw him, it wasn't a great game. That was Tampa Bay. I'm not really super worried about it here, especially when you think about Las Vegas, who gives up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Ken Walker is my running back five this week. I have him as a top five running back. Yep. I think the thing that separates Walker from these other rookie running backs is just his touchdown equity. He's already had seven touchdowns. They run when it's in close. It is a more pass-happy offense than it ever was, really, under Russell Wilson, because apparently Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson, but uh, certainly Ken Walker has a Mike White floor. better than Zach Wilson. Maybe yeah. it's something about quarterbacks with the last name Wilson. Yeah, exactly. It's Who have been their... invested in heavily. Yeah, but, uh, so go. good. Speaking of Wilsons, it's a great unintentional segue, Matthew. I don't think you saw that one coming, but Jeff Wilson Jr., he is on the love list, uh, as any running back should be going up against the Houston Texans. It is all about Wilson today, and finally a positive Wilson here, as Jeff Wilson Jr. has outsnapped Raheem Mostert since he came to the Miami Dolphins, 68-43 to over the last two games. He's averaging over 19 fantasy points per game. He's got 31 touches in those two games. He's got the two touchdowns. He's got 215 scrimmage yards, as you see it there, on your screen. And you love this matchup with Houston. We've talked about the historically bad. That's the key adjective. Yes. Historically bad Texans run defense. They give the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. They've allowed 140 rushing yards and at least one rushing touchdown in five straight games. And so I think both Wilson and Mostert are viable against the Texans, absolutely. But Jeff Wilson Jr. comes in at running back 13 for me this week. Uh, you know, And I think he gets 
60-65% of the Dolphins' running back touches in this game, and that's going to be enough to have a top 15 day. Yep, I think it's going to be interesting just to see how much Mike McDaniel wants to pass versus run the ball in this matchup, because if they want to run the ball, they'll be able to do it. If they want to pass the ball, they'll be able to do that too. They've been a very heavy pass team to this point, but maybe yes, now have. with Wilson and Mostert, that flips around, and certainly they should be playing with and, the lead. And by the way, you know, we're talking about Zach Wilson and you know the switch to Mike White. There has been, as of this broadcast... Nothing has been announced, but there have been some rumblings out of Texas, you know, uh, that the Houston team may go from Davis Mills to Kyle Allen. You know, hometown boy got, make good. Kyle Allen, former Texas A&M Aggie, Maggie's, um, also played uh, high school ball in Texas. So, um, and he's, you know, he's had a couple coffees as a starter with Carolina and Washington as well. So, Kyle Allen potentially could be starting for the Texans this week. Either way. It's a, it's a lost season for Houston, so I think Miami's going to be able to do whatever they want. And so even though they're, they may want to go past happy, happy, I don't know that the Texans are going to be able to keep up with Miami. And so second half of the game, they just may be running anyway. I feel like someone's getting to 150 yards in that game, whether it's Jeff Wilson, Tyreek Hill, uh, or one of their other stars. Mike Kosicki, anyone. Mike Kosicki, I mean, anyone could get to 150 yards against yeah, the A lot Texas of candidates. Defense. Let's go to some others receiving votes. Sure. Headlined by the now suddenly relevant Latavius Murray with Melvin Gordon out of town. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, Mel, the the Broncos have dropped Melvin Gordon, much like a football to Melvin Gordon. Yeah. You know what Melvin Gordon does to footballs, the Broncos have done to Melvin Gordon. That's good prep. That's material. the that's the better joke. That's yeah. the better joke. The second one I nailed better. <laughs> anyway, um, cut that out. Cut out the first <laughs> yes, joke. Yeah. Just go with yeah. the uh, you know. Right. Yes, what Melvin Gordon has done to football, the Broncos have done to Melvin Gordon. That's the better joke. Make sure we just keep that one, please. Anyway, uh, Latavius Murray, uh, <laughs> you know, makes the other streaming votes. Like, you know, look, 21 touches last week. He, he's involved in the passing game now with three receptions each of the past two weeks. This guy is somebody who has scored a lot, right? He's scored in three of the last four games. And the Panthers, even though they're a better run defense than it may look number-wise because the Bengals game just so skewed it with Joe Mixon getting the five touchdowns of the whole thing, the fact of the matter is, is they don't want Russell Wilson to throw it. No. I, I mean, like, jokes aside – they are actually running a similar Jets offense where they're just they're trying to hide Russell a little bit. And so, is Latavius Murray good? No. But is he going to get massive volume in a decent matchup? Yes. And, uh, you know, on, on this Thanksgiving week, sometimes that's all you can ask for. Latavius Murray's okay. He's, he's, better, than, he's better than Mike White. Yeah, he, he's Latavius Murray position. is fine. He's just he's just a thousand years old. He's like he's a, he's a colleague of mine. Yeah, right? he just, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like we're contemporaries, yeah. Latavius Murray and I. But uh, very anyway, similar a, a, kind of visual profile. Very very visual. Pro- I, I Latavius Murray and I have gone to bars together, and people can't tell us apart. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, for that person, thousand like, percent uh, happens all the time. Maybe tonight on the biggest party night <laughs> of the year. Uh, just some other quick names: uh, Rashad Rashad White. You know, we've talked about him quite a bit with Leonard. Fournette. We'll see what happens, but certainly it seemed like much more of a split before the bye between White and Uncle Lenny. And how about Kieran Williams? Surprising news, you know, much like the Broncos just sort of out of the blue releasing Melvin Gordon, the Rams really out of the blue released Daryl Henderson. Yeah, what was that? I, I mean, like, we're like, we thought you hated Cam Akers. <laughs> we didn't know you hated Daryl Henderson. <laughs> well, apparently you, you hate Daryl Henderson. Yeah, Stafford getting cut tomorrow? Yeah, really I mean, strange. who knows? <laughs> you know, just, just don't cut my little Cooper Cup. Uh, but, like, anyway, so... a. Uh, Super weird. Henderson didn't have a lot of touches last week, but then they were like, ah, you know, and McVay after the game was like, ah, he's banged up a little bit. And anyway, now he's a free agent, or he's on waivers, I should say. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we'll see if anyone claims Dar- Melvin Gordon to the Rams, Daryl Henderson, uh, Daryl Henderson to the Broncos. Who says no? Yeah. America. Don't, don't. America says no. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that I think, I know this for a fact. The Rams would like Kieran Williams to be the guy. They really like him. We'll see. I don't know that he profiles as kind of an every-down back uh, as well, but played 55% of the snaps, had eight touches. He's the pass-catching back. Like, he's a nice pass-catching back. I think that's the important thing. You know, he, he had 30 receiving yards, um, which was tied for the most by a Rams running back this season. Gives you how bad the Rams have been so far. But in a game when they're on the road to Kansas City, they may have to be throwing quite a bit, especially if Stafford doesn't play. So I do think Kieran Williams is a viable flex and an interesting player. Uh, it's just because he's going to be a starting running back in the NFL, and that has value in fantasy football. Yep. There's I don't a, know that he's going to have ma- massive success, but yeah. at least he's a pass catcher. You've said some ridiculous sentences on this show, but I think don't cut my little Cooper Cup uh, is certainly 
on the Mount Rushmore of ridiculous sentences uttered. Let's go to height list. Did you think, 48 hours ago, did you think Daryl Henderson was in trouble? No. No one did. Yes. Who, who, who could be next? They, like a who, Final Destination movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very games of, Game of Thrones over there. Yes. And Rams House is the new Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. It's the new House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, it's House of the Rams. Yeah, Dragon's House. Right, Dragon's House. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Alvin Kamara, uh, who headlines your height list. It's been a very underwhelming season uh, for the Saints superstar. Over his last three games, he's averaging 13 touches. Like, 13 touches. Like, what are we doing here? It's not great. No, it's not yeah. great. But, I mean, listen, in fairness, when you have Andy Dalton, you don't want to take the ball out of his hands. Like, yeah. really? Yeah, give it to Jawan Johnson. It's a terrible matchup with San Francisco, who allows the second fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. There's only one running back this entire year that's had over 70 rushing yards. I'm sorry, over 70 yards from scrimmage in a game against the Niners. And that was Christian McCaffrey, who now, of course, plays for the 49ers, and so you're like, all right, well, he's probably not getting to 70 yards here, um, and he's not getting a ton of touches, so he's not going to be massively involved in the passing game here, so, well, maybe he'll get into the end zone. He's got one game this year where he scored a touchdown. Like, he had three in that game, so he was awesome, but, like, he's had one game this year. You know, when they get in close, they like to use Taysom Hill. They're, they're throwing to Juwan Johnson. It's super weird usage for who I think is the best player on their team, right? But... For whatever reason, he's just not getting massive usage here. And so in a bad matchup on the road where Kamara averages just 10 fantasy points per game this year when he is on the road, he comes, he's outside my top 20. He comes in at running back 23, wow. which is much lower than I would ever have Alvin Kamara. But honestly, Alvin Kamara. But there's literally, there's nothing, there's nothing. Look at, look here on your screen about just what he's done on the road this year. Just nothing. Like, He's had one game with more than double-digit fantasy points, and that was at the Cardinals. The Niners, as we now have very recent evidence, are much better yes. than the Arizona Cardinals 28 here. points better, apparently. Yes, yep. uh, yes, right. yes. Let's jump to Cordaro Patterson, who goes up against uh, the now literally vaunted defense of the Washington Commanders. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites to the Commanders. Home field advantage these days is Underdogs worth one to and the Commanders. Commanders yeah, are, I'm saying the Commanders are four-and-a-half-point favorites yes, yes. over the Falcons at home. Home field advantage these days is worth one-and-a-half to two points. So the market, BetMGM, is saying the Commanders are a full field goal better than the Falcons on a neutral. And uh, I guess let's, largely for that reason and the reason the go. run defense has been excellent, really turned Damian Pierce into a pumpkin. And yeah. uh, you think they'll do the same to Cordaro Patterson? Yeah, I don't know if they'll turn him into a pumpkin. Maybe, you know, maybe a, a you know, it's... A Brussels sprout? Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. squash, mashed you know, potato. something like that. Yeah, yeah mashed potato stuffing. I don't, I don't know. The fact of the matter is, is that since returning from IR, like, he's only had... about He's averaging about 10 touches a game. Now, sometimes they're high leverage touches. They're, you know, they're they're in the green zone. They're in the red zone. They're, you know, uh, you know within the inside the 10-yard line, goal-to-go situations, which is nice. But he's not being used in the passing game, which is something that he was used a lot last year. He has just a 7% target share since he's come back from injury. In fairness, they don't throw. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that anyone has a massive target share. Maybe it increases a little bit with no Kyle Pitts. But to your point about the commander's defense, they've given up one rushing touchdown. Just one rushing touchdown to a running back in the past six games. They're allowing just 53 rushing yards per game uh, and 3.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs over that stretch. They're a top-five run defense over the last four weeks. And though the fact of the matter is is that Patterson is in a bit of a committee here with Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley. And so... On the road as an underdog against a tough run defense in a committee. Cordero Patterson's going to need a touchdown to pay off. He's outside my top 30 this week. Yep, I agree with that. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, pass, catch, a love, hate. Sitting over under one and a half commanders mentioned. We might be talking to Terry McLaurin. Uh, oh, bet the over massively right now. brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. 
we come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Release the hounds, Matthew Berry. It's a Thanksgiving tradition like none other. The National Dog Show, presented by Purina. Thousands of dogs compete for the title of Best in Show. Thanksgiving at noon Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Amazing. That, uh, that's definitely my favorite promo to read. I'm sure. I just love saying release the hounds. Yeah, exactly. Have you set any lines? Have you set any lines for like, yeah, on the puppies? No, I gotta gotta study the film. That's what I want. I I gotta get into the math. uh, Official request, Alexa, next year I want Jay and I to be at the dog show and just being degenerate gamblers yes. on uh, on the dogs, just, just like, like kind of best in show. Yes, uh, give me the give me the cute one with the short yeah. hair. Give me the Scottish deerhound. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, that guy looks like an intense dog owner. I want his dog. Like he's he's insane. Yeah, you know you know the that guy whips his dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he got that dog in him. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? So many puns. Oh, oh my God, my dad jokes are already building up here. During the commercial break, before we get into pass catcher love hate. Real quickly, during the commercial break, uh, got an alert from the Fantasy Life app. 100% free, by the way. Uh, so uh, this is a, a tweet from John McCain. John McClain. John. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, yippee-ki-yay. So anyway, John McClain is a Texans beat reporter for the Houston Chronicle. Has done it for years and years and years. Is like the dean of it. He is a uh, he's absolutely dialed into that team and has been for years and years and years. He's a legend in Texas, and he tweeted this out: "Lovey Smith told the media today he wouldn't announce a starting quarterback for the Miami game. Kyle Allen is expected to start. So what we talked about last segment looks like it's trending that way. I bring that up merely for um, uh, you know if you're in a deep two quarterback league, if you're stuck, if you're desperate, if um, if you got beat to the waiver wire from Mike White." <laughs> I have a friend. Shout out to my buddy Brian, who's just like desperate uh, in a situation. Um, so, uh, anyway, Kyle Allen, maybe good news for Brandon Cooks. You know, sure. like I mean, it's like different. it's something different. Exactly. I mean, so we'll uh, we'll check that out. All right. So incredible anyway. that John McClain can be both the Texans beat writer and then can also get into the Nakatomi Corporation in 1989 right. and take down Hans Gruber. But right. uh, anyway, well, so he spells his name the, the the character in Die Hard, which is, by the way, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Feel free to at me on that. I will die on that hill. Uh, Die Hard is uh, one of my all-time favorite movies ever. And I believe the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Or where are you on the Christmas movie, not Christmas movie? Uh, it's Christmas movie. Jerry Maguire is also a sports film as well. Yep. Um, so I'm with you there. I also, a controversial take, I think Die Hard 2, Die Harder is just is, as good as the original. It's a very, very good sequel. It's a very good, it's a very good sequel. I don't, think it's as, I don't think it's as good. Not as iconic. It's, it's not as iconic. I, no one's... Hans Gruber is one of the like after Darth Vader. Hans Gruber is my like my 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 my, my favorite villain, my favorite movie yes. villain of all time, yes. right? You know, like you know, whatever. So many quotes. <laughs> I could do nothing but just quote here, you know, like whatever, you know, um, uh, you know. Oh, you're just nothing but a common thief. I'm an exceptional thief, and I've just moved up to kidnapping. So being to be nice. Yeah. Anyway, like whatever. Um, uh, whatever. And the quarterback is toast. I could just do it forever and ever. Um, uh, on on Die Hard. Uh, but anyway, he spells it M C C L A N E. Yes. John McClain, the Texans beat reporter. Reporter. M C C L A I N. That's a tough beat for the Texans beat reporter. But anyway, anyway doing great work. They're both be... legends. Yes. Detective John McClain of the New York Police Department <laughs> and uh, Houston Texans beat reporter John McClain yes. as well. One and the same. All right, let's talk about Keenan Allen, who had a roller coaster of a game on Sunday night against the Chiefs. Dude. Has the crucial fumble, then Jarek McKinnon fumbles it right back. He has the massive pass, looked relatively healthy, and got through the game, unlike Mike Williams. He really did. Last week, he played only 68% of the snaps, and yet, when he was out there, Justin Herbert was looking for him. 28% target share last week. Obviously, some of that probably increased when Mike Williams left the game early, but the fact of the matter is, he was getting a lot of targets. We don't know if Mike Williams is going to play this week against Arizona. We do know Keenan Allen is, and by the way, that's a good thing, because no team in the NFL 
um, gives it up in the middle of the field like the Arizona Cardinals. We, we've seen it with tight ends, and we also see it with slot receivers. They've actually given up seven touchdowns to the slot this year. That's tied for third most in the NFL. And Keenan Allen, who should get a lot of looks this week, especially if Mike Williams is either out or banged up. He should probably get, you know, call it eight targets. Well, since the start of last season, when he gets eight or more targets, Keenan Allen averaging 16.9 fantasy points per game. Ivan's a top 10 play this week. As long as we're talking about pass catchers, I love one more breaking news alert that just came in via the Fantasy Life app. I love the Fantasy Life app, by the way. 100% free. Just 100% whatever. Free. Like, I, I would just tell people to download it because if you don't like it, delete it. It's yeah. a free app. It's a free roll. Anyway, Joe Burrow says the Bengals expect Jamar pl- Chase to play against the Titans. Yeah. That yeah. is uh, Kelsey Conway, who uh, I believe Kelsey Conway is a beat reporter. For the Bengals, and I'm correct. Oh, for the Cincinnati Inquirer. So I, I think she used to work for the team, but she's now uh, working for the Cincinnati Inquirer, and so uh, she does a good job. And uh, anyway, so Jamar Chase, so she just tweeted that. So, yep. okay, great. Um, well, Joe Burrow would know. <laughs> She'd probably be pretty anyway, close. Anyway, yeah. full steam ahead <laughs> on, uh, on Jamar Chase. Exciting it, it, news. Full steam ahead on Terry McLaurin as well, your man, and now a frequent recurring guest on the, the love side of the love. Listen, I didn't want to talk commanders. You insisted yeah, okay, we talk about yeah. commanders. So fine, really if you twist my arm, McLaurin. you want me to talk about Terry McLaurin. Uh, Taylor Heineke just dropped a new T-shirt. I swear to God, it, you can. and some of the proceeds are going to Terry McLaurin's charity. And it literally is uh, McLaurin, uh, I'm sorry, Heineke, Going back to pass, and the quote is is like a bunch of like, like basically blanket. You know what I mean? Like uh, like effort. Yeah. Um, Says effort. Terry's down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And, I like which, is, which is great. And, the uh, Heineke brand is really soaring the past couple of weeks. <laughs> it's really taken off. Listen, he's, ta- he's, he's, had a, he's having a moment, and this he's taking advantage of it, and God bless. And Terry McLaurin is somebody that's very excited about it because since Taylor Heineke has taken over, He's looking for nothing but Terry. Like, there is a little bit of truth to that T-shirt, you know, kind of effort. Terry's down there somewhere. We're just chucking it deep. And he, he, he knows Terry McLaurin's going to come down with it because he will. With Taylor Heineke this year, Terry McLaurin has a 32% target share. A 32% target share. That's a lot, Jay Croucher. That is, a, that is a lot. He's averaging 15.2 fantasy points per game with Heineke under center. Falcons all the second most fantasy points to opposing uh, wide receivers. They've given up at least 75 yards to 12 different wide receivers this year. F it. Terry's down there somewhere. Give me Taylor, uh, Terry McLaurin as a top 12 wide receiver this week okay. against the Falcons. I like it. Next name, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Uh, in a Monday night matchup against the Colts, which is suddenly a lot more interesting than it seemed like it would be two and a half weeks ago. And uh, Mr. Fryermuth is on the love list. Since Chase Claypool went to the Chicago Bears, he's had 19 targets in those two games. 47% of those targets have come in the slot, which is an area that, as we've talked about, you can attack the Indianapolis Colts to that point. Colts give up the fifth, uh, the fifth highest catch rate to opposing tight ends as well. So Fryermuth, who's getting a lot of targets, um, has a nice matchup on Monday night. He's my tight end four this week. Tight end four. Tight end four. Wow. Alvin Fry- Kamara running back 23. Brett Fryermuth. The number truly really is the holidays. The projections are the projections. The numbers are the numbers. Sure. You know what I mean? You can't be a slave to names, Jake yeah. Croucher. Okay. you got to look at what's going on in the field. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Let's go to some other That's names. That's what I'm doing. Let's be slave to them. Do, Others do, receiving do, do, Would you rather me have Fryermuth as a as tight in 23? <laughs> no. no I'm, Why I'm, do you I'm, hate I'm, Pat Fryermuth? I like Pat Fryermuth. You know what's uh, fun is when you see him on screen, you can go, does anyone do that? Everyone does that. Uh-huh. That's the thing in Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay, in like Pittsburgh, when he makes yeah. a when he makes a catch. Do people do that in, like Connecticut when they're watching Steelers games. I mean, Maybe like in one particular house. <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. I do that. Gabe kids, Davis. He headlines the others receiving votes list. Uh, the Detroit Lions. They're not afraid to give up big passes. Uh, feels like Gabe can get uh, get loose for a deep one. Well, and that's the, the that's the, the important part. Over fifty percent of his targets this year have been on deep passes. Uh, lines allow the most catches and yards on deep passes so far this season. Paris Campbell, just talk about that Colts-Steelers game as well. We've talked about this. Pittsburgh allows the second most yards per game to the slot. Paris Campbell, once again, revived under Matt Ryan. Last four games with Matt Ryan, 18.5 fantasy points per game. Traylon Burks, who we highlighted yesterday as part of the waiver wire show. I was surprised at how many leagues I got him in, which yeah. just goes to show you how many people in my <laughs> leagues don't actually watch our show, yeah. which is super annoying. Because, like, I'm in, like... First, second, third. Like, I have a low waiver priority in most of my leagues. And so, anyway, whatever. But since he's returned 22% target share as well, we expect them to have to throw against Cincinnati, who's allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver now in five straight games. And then Juwan Johnson, who we talked about. That's right. 
The reason they're not giving the ball to Alvin Kamara is because of the production that we're seeing from Juwan Johnson, especially in the red zone. If you need a tight end uh, and you're looking for a touchdown-dependent tight end, which is what most of them are, you could do worse and probably have than Juwan Johnson. Yeah, why uh, let Alvin Kamara get a goal line carry when you can throw over the middle into traffic to Juwan Johnson? He's been a top 10 fantasy tight end for the past five weeks. It's all due to the scoring, basically, where he scored in four of the past five games. But, you know what, listen, three straight games with 40 yards. Again, like he's, he's more viable than you think. He is. Touchdown dependent, but he's been getting the touchdown. But almost every tight end is. Yes. Let's jump to the hate list headlined, uh, unfortunately, by Deontay Johnson, who uh, came into the season with great expectations, and it's just not happening regardless of the quarterback. He is, I'm with you, in that he is a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL on a pure talent basis. You and I have argued with Michael Smith about this. From his his route running, from his ability to get open. The problem is is that just, you know... uh, do not, you know, we always talk about find somebody who looks at you the way that, like, you know, Heineke looks at Terry McLaurin. Like, if you're in a relationship where um, your uh, your uh, significant uh, partner looks at you the way that Kenny Pickett looks at Deontay Johnson, get out. <laughs> yeah, leave. This is a toxic yeah. situation. <laughs> yes. Get out. New spouse. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's it, it's time to hit Tinder or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, it's um, uh, go to the local Applebee's, you know, and uh, ask <laughs> sure. who's single at the bar. Because Deontay Johnson just is not getting any love. He's had back-to-back games with five targets. Five targets. That's like, that's what he's getting from Kenny Pickett. He's averaging just 5.3 yards per target as well. Like, he's, he's not even – they're not looking for him deep. That's all George Pickens. We expect when they when – the short stuff is going to go to Friermuth as well. And you don't love this matchup with Indianapolis as the Colts allow the fewest yards per game, the fourth fewest receptions per game to wide receivers, the fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. So – just and there's nothing other than just his talent and what we remember from previous seasons about Deontay Johnson that gives you uh, the idea and confidence of starting him this week. In a week in which there's no teams on a bye, he's outside my top 30. Quite a fall for uh, Deontay Johnson, but can't argue with it. Let's talk about yeah, DJ watch, Moore. watch him score three touchdowns now. But, yeah. I mean, the guy hasn't scored a touchdown this year. Like, Pickett's just not looking for him. He's, yep. he's got the connection with Pickens. And DJ Moore, maybe it gets better with Sam Darnold. Nowhere to go but up, right? But until we see it, you just don't love it. He's playing Denver. He'll probably see a lot of Patrick Sertan um, as well. He's had three straight games with under seven fantasy points and under 30 receiving yards. It's his third different quarterback in the third week because last week was Baker Mayfield. The week before it was P.J. Walker. You see the numbers there on your screen in terms of his game log over the last three you know, 4.4 points, uh, 6.9, 5.4. He's been bad. By the way, the Broncos allow the fewest yards to wide receivers this season. And there's been only four wide receivers all year long that have even reached 60 yards against the Broncos. And we know D.J. Moore is unlikely to score a touchdown here. So it really is about the yardage and the receptions. And just given the matchup and the quarterback and the inconsistency, you don't feel great about it. Outside my top 40 this week. Top 40, wow. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, DJ uh, Patsatan got completely lit up by Devontae Adams. So he's going to come out with a vengeance. Uh, but at least... Sam Darnold is not Baker Mayfield. So maybe some upside rest of the way for DJ Moore. But think about that. Sam Darnold, Mike White, Kyle Allen. It's all happening. All starting this week. What a time to be alive. Land of the free. What America. a time to be alive. We're going to break when we come back. Quarterback, love, hate, including maybe some of those names. Some of those great <laughs> names in America. brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands. This week, we're giving you two opportunities to win $100,000 by playing Sunday Night 7. Your first chance is guessing the outcome between the Pats and Vikings on Thanksgiving night, followed by another contest surrounding the Packers and Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday evening. Matthew Berry. Yeah, how about them apples? How about them apples indeed? As was famously uttered in Goodwill Hunting in 1997, yeah. I believe. Let's talk love-hate quarterbacks, starting off with Joe Burrow, who goes up against a pretty vulnerable Titans pass defense. Yeah, and by the way, is getting Jamar Chase back, as we talked about uh, last segment as well. The expectation is uh, Kelsey Conway, who uh, covers the team for the Bengals, reporting that Joe Burrow expects Jamar Chase back. And by the way, even, even without Jamar Chase, They've been great since the Chase injury. Bengals top 10 in passing rate. They've become a throwing team. He's averaging 19.8 fantasy points per game over that stretch. He's top five in both passing yards per game uh, as well. And then you, you talk about this Tennessee Titans defense, the number one run defense in the NFL, but you can throw on them. I, I mean, right? I mean, the, the, the Titans are one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL over the last four weeks. They're a bottom five pass defense. And yet they're the number two rush defense against running back. So given the fact that who knows if Joe Mixon's going to play in this game as we have this broadcast on Wednesday, we don't know yet. We do know that Joe Burrow's going to play, and we think he's getting Jamar Chase back. So as you see there on your screen, what the last four quarterbacks have done against the Titans, Russell Wilson had 286 yards against them. Davis Mills had 152 yards against them, which is good for Davis Mills. Even Aaron Rodgers threw two touchdowns against them, you know. So, um, and of course, Mahomes had that monster game on Sunday night against them. So, just I think Joe Burrow. Uh, it, I know a lot of people think, oh, the Titans are a really good defense, and they are a really good defense. But he makes the love list because he comes at number six, and that was before, honestly I had him on the love list before I knew he was getting Jamar Chase yep. back. I have a theory about this game, which is that the Tennessee run defense is so good it's actually going to hurt them in this game because the way to beat the Bengals is the Jedi mind trick them into running the ball for three yards per carry and they're not going to be able to run the ball so they're going to be throwing and right. that, that pass Zach defense. Taylor loves three yards in a cloud he of loves dust. It. Loves it like he Even loves stuffing got, on right, Thanksgiving. Exactly. Even though he's got Chase and Higgins and Boyd and yeah. Hayden Hurst and you know. Christian like, right. Fulton makes me very nervous at corner so uh, I think they'll be able to throw yeah. there. Let's talk about Geno Smith, uh, frequent guest Let's on the Let's talk about Geno Smith. With a uh, very favorable matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't understand why that line is only Seattle minus three and a half at home. Uh, they should blow out the Raiders and Geno should benefit. Seven of the ten quarterbacks that have faced the Raiders this year, Jay, to your point, have scored at least 18 fantasy points. The Raiders are bad. The, the, yeah. the, 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 right, you know, hashtag analysis. Good call by you, Matthew Barry. Hashtag analysis. A lot of people are like, you know why I like Barry? Because he really breaks it down. He gets under the numbers. He gets Raiders, deep. Not good. Raiders are not good. They're bad. You know who else thinks that? Jeff Saturday. Remember when he tweeted that? <laughs> yeah. And then he beat him the next week. That was a, that's up. an all-time baller move. Yeah, yeah. You're on your couch and you're like, the Raiders look terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then the next week you're on an NFL sideline beating them. <laughs> yeah. That's a baller move. And that's when you knew that the Raiders, they didn't have much going on. <laughs> if they couldn't get up for that and win that game uh, at home. At, at any rate, uh, Geno Smith uh, you know, uh, has had multiple touchdowns in four straight games in eight of the ten games so far this year. He actually is getting a few points with his legs, at least 20 rushing yards in five of the past seven, including each of the last three games that Geno has played. And so, yeah, against uh, Las Vegas, who allows the third most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, he comes in as a top eight play for me this week. Yep. Uh, and I like and I like your call as well. I think the the Seattle Seahawks cover and cover in a big way. I'd be very surprised if that line closes three and a half. Things should be more four and a half or five. Let's get to some others receiving votes, including the maybe rejuvenated Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, in the boat in his the last two years when he's come off of a bye since he's joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's had multiple touchdown passes. And you like this matchup with Cleveland as over the last four weeks the Browns are bottom eight in yards per pass attempt allowed, touchdown rate allowed. Look Brady looked pretty good in Germany. They've had a week to sort of get everyone back. 
He's going to have Godwin in this game. He's going to have Edwin Evans in this game. We expect Julio Jones hasn't gotten hurt over the bye. You never know. But, uh, you know, uh, an increase in Rashad White, who's a nice pass catcher as well. And so, yeah, at Cleveland, I have him at QB 11. Uh, even if it's bad weather in Cleveland or windy, that doesn't affect Tom as much, who likes to dump it off as well. Uh, other quick, some guys receiving votes is in that same game, Jacoby Brissett against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, over 20 fantasy points is what he's averaging over his last three games. Three straight games with six or more carries. He's actually involved in the running game. And this is the last hurrah for Jacoby Brissett because we know in week 13, Deshaun Watson comes back as well. And as much as I love talking up my commanders. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, look, this is, it's too good. I've seen the end of this movie. Anytime you start feeling good as a commanders fan, that's when the bottom gets pulled out. That's when Lucy pulls the football away and you, 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 you know, you Charlie Brown it and you fall on your back. And so, you know, defense is playing good. Here comes a weak Falcons team. Games at home in, in Washington were four and a half point favorites. This is just the kind of game we would blow. This is just the kind of game that, you know, the commanders would just, would totally screw up. And so Marcus Mariota will probably make it closer than it should be. He's had at least 17 fantasy points in five of the past seven. The rushing is obviously what keeps his floor high. Yep. I'm with you. I just think you're a week early. I think it comes, the pain comes against the Giants the week after. We're going to be, you're going to be favorites on the road to New York. At least that's what the look ahead line is now. Right, right. Let's, uh, let's yeah, get the, to... The, just because pain happens in a week doesn't mean it won't happen now either. True. You can have yeah. two servings of pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. turkey. Yeah. Let's go to I've the hate 20 list. 20 years of it as a Commanders fan. <laughs> Let's go to the hate list. Kirk Cousins is the headliner. Three-point favorite over the Patriots. I don't agree with that line. I think the Patriots, that game should be pick, and he's on your hate list. Going against the Pats defense, which has an argument that it could be the best in the league right now. Yeah, and primetime Kirk. Mm. I mean, honestly, my argument is primetime Kirk, right? It's a tough matchup to begin with, and then... Primetime Kirk. This is the Thursday night game. This is uh, on NBC and Peacock, of course. I'm a company man. Shout out to my guys, Tony Dungy and Jason Garrett. Yep. We're doing the color commentary for this game. Nice. So I'm excited for that, uh, along with Mike Tirico. So much love to my guys there. I hope they crush it. I know they will. Uh, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to crush it as well. I, you know, I do, this, I do these berry boosts on BetMGM. Where you can, it's a one game parlay that you can play and use promo code Barry, by the way, at BetMGM. Uh, get a risk free bet up to $1,000. Risk free first bet, I should say, up to $1,000. And so the Patriots are second in pressure rate so far this year. You think about Kirk Cousins, who was pressured on over 50% of his dropbacks last week. He was sacked seven times by the Cowboys as well. The only quarterback to score over 17 fantasy points against the Patriots this year, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. And both those guys had 80 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown in their games. We don't expect that from Kirk Cousins. The fourth fewest passing yards per game this season goes to the New England Patriots here. And again, primetime Kirk. I, I just I think they'll take away Justin Jefferson. I don't know that they're going to have enough weapons to come away with it. I have Kirk outside my top 20 this week. And then Aaron Rodgers as well at Philadelphia, an angry Eagles team. Eagles have allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks this season. Only two quarterbacks have scored over 12 fantasy points against Philadelphia. Um, they allowed the fewest yards per pass attempt, the second fewest passing yards per game. Aaron Rodgers has been to be kind, inconsistent this year from a fantasy perspective. Eagles know they have to step it up. This game's in Philadelphia, also outside my top 20, A-Rod. Okay, we're going to go to break. When we come back, going to welcome in the great Lawrence Jackson at Law Don't Lose, the breakdown, the Thanksgiving slate. It's a weekend to be thankful. What better way to celebrate the holiday than with must-watch events on NBC, Telemundo and Peacock. It all begins Thanksgiving Day with the National Dog Show presented by Purina and continues with a special edition of Sunday Night Football on Thanksgiving night between the Pats and the Vikings. The action continues Friday with Telemundo and Peacock's Copa Mundial, Spanish-language coverage of USA versus England. And to cap it all off, WWE Survivor Series... War Games, Saturday night, followed by the Packers at Eagles, Sunday evening on NBC and Peacock. Matthew Berry and Lawrence Jackson. Just got an NFL Network report on another Fantasy Life app uh, alert. Rams are expected to give young quarterback Bryce Perkins first team reps this week. Uh, this is from NFL Network from uh, Ian Rappaport and Tom Palacero, paving the way for potential start given injuries to starter Matthew Stafford and John Walford. 
It's all happening in Los it's Angeles. All, it's all happening. Some Russian upside right there, too. Yeah. With Bryce, Bryce Perkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like some more fun. Not as good, but more fun. <laughs> Not we'll as good, but definitely more. Dogs against the Kansas City Chiefs. More fun. Lawrence, welcome. It's good to have you here. Appreciate good to have you I played, back. When I was at ESPN, uh, you know, back when they had Grant Lentz, this is a number of years ago, sure. you know, and uh, so my buddy Bill Simmons and all those guys, they used to do it for Grant Lentz. They used to do a bad quarterback fantasy league, mm. and I used to play it, which is always fun. And, like, literally, the goal was you drafted quarterbacks and – how poorly, you know, like you got you got points for incompletions, right. for interceptions, for turnovers, for you know, like yeah, so and the, so the it was, Nathan Peterman league. It it really was. Oh, yeah. Nathan Peterman was a one one oh one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who's the guy now? Well, I mean, it would have been like, Zach Wilson. I mean, it would have been it would have been Zach Wilson. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like you've got Bryce Perkins and, and Kyle yeah. Allen and like all these guys. It's you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Might be Mac Jones. I don't. Well, he doesn't really turn the ball over. Uh, Sam Darnold would probably be my Sam pick. Darnold Sam right Darnold, right whoever's Sam, playing quarterback. Yeah, Sam, Sam Darnold playing the Broncos this week. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, what was I even thinking? That would be my number one pick <laughs> in the bad quarterback league this week would All be right. Sam Darnold. Well, bad quarterbacks. I mean, arguably not going to feature in Bills at Lions with the way that Jared Goff has turned it around. But uh, <laughs> he potentially <laughs> could be on that list in, in other weeks had he not gotten his weapons back. The line there is nine and a half. Bill's favorite. The total is 54 and a half. And a lot of fantasy relevant players in this game. A lot of guys that you're starting. Lawrence, is this a get right game for Josh Allen tomorrow? Yeah, I think it is, right? You got Josh Allen, who's been quarterback nine over the past four weeks in a points per game basis. Like, that's not awful considering the fact that he's thrown six interceptions. Hope he's all right. Uh, considering that he's thrown six interceptions over the last four games, now he's playing the Lions defense, who, mind you, has been fourth in fantasy over the fa- over the past four weeks. But the Lions defense probably won't have Jeff Okuda on in that defensive backfield. So uh, I'm looking for Josh Allen to get right. I mean, look at the total number in this game, 54 and a half. He getting ready to light him up and get back right. Yep, no, I'm with you there. It's been a strange four weeks for Josh Allen. He hasn't looked particularly Josh Allen-y for four weeks straight, but certainly <clears> against <throat> this Detroit defense in a dome, total 54 and a half. He should be right. Uh, what I we- think you're starting any Bills. You know, like to me, the question is if you're desperate, do you start James Cook? Are you starting James Cook? That's a good question. <laughs> he ran well last uh, week. I, I am not because I'm not desperate in any league, you know, and you have no teams on a bye this week. But I could see it in a game in which they're favored heavily, in a game in yeah. which he got significant run. Like, I think he's a viable flex play in a 12-team PPR or deeper league this week. Sorry. So I you got Zach Wilson. No, a little bit. Like, just, you know what, like, you know, you drink heavily on the say, set, and sometimes it just goes down the, the throat wrong there. So uh, I apologize there. To me, I think the more interesting conversation about this game, guys, is the running backs. Right on the other yeah. side, yeah. Is, uh, oh, yeah. the Detroit Lions running backs. Like you're, you're starting them on Ross St. Brown. Yes. But Lawrence J, what are we doing with DeAndre Swift? What are we doing with um, Jamal Williams? I mean, we're obviously starting Jamal Williams, but Justin Jackson had ten touches last week. He actually led this team in, in, in touches. He's averaging six point five yards per carry over the last three games. His snap percentage has increased each week. Like, yeah. is Justin Jackson a thing, or was that they, just because they were blowing out the Giants? Like. Is DeAndre Swift ever going to get double-digit touches? How are we feeling about this game, guys? I, I was tuned in, like, real – I was really into this game, and it was Justin Jackson who was the second back to get on the field for the Lions. In fact, we, we might look at the box score and be like, oh, DeAndre Swift scored too. No. The Lions were blowing out the Giants. That was a sympathy touchdown that DeAndre right. Swift got. Justin Jackson was like DeAndre Swift didn't get in the game till midway in the second quarter. So a I sympathy score is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Sympa- they get like, hey score. man, you know, I, in we, high school I lived on sympathy score. I was gonna say that's just setting yeah. you very up far too easy. That kind of material. Just, uh, uh, listen, if, if you give me a lane to the hole, I'm taking a layup. <laughs> yeah, you understand yeah, exactly. what I'm talking don't about? Don't bother like, pulling up make the, thirty feet. Make them buggers. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think Justin Jackson per se is a thing but it's it's enough to make DeAndre Swift not so I'll be doing the same thing I've been doing with Swift the past couple of weeks and that's letting them watch from them sidelines under eight rush attempts in five six of the last seven games he's played he's had one game with more than three receptions that's been the shocking thing is he's not being involved in the passing game given how good he is I think you have to start Jamal Williams even in a tough matchup here uh you know because of the because the touchdown equity right you know no 
running back has more rushing touchdowns this year than Jamal Williams. He has 12 on the season. That's three times as many rushing touchdowns as the Packers yeah. or the Buccaneers. Like, like he's he's three times better than the, than those teams as well. You know, when Swift is active, he's averaging basically 17 touches a game, and, and so I think Justin Jackson becomes interesting on a on a one game like a DFS slate. Yeah, you know, like I think he becomes interesting, and I think he's an interesting pickup uh, as, as well in some deeper leagues. I grabbed him in a couple of deeper leagues. I just something to watch out for because that usage to Lawrence's point was odd. Swift isn't on the injury report, so I don't know if they're just like, hey, we're not gonna. We don't want to use this guy. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Like, I we think want to protect him. Something, too, where people think of DeAndre Swift, and yes, he was a borderline first-round pick this year, but he's, he doesn't have the profile of like a Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley. They're not compelled to go back to him when Jamal Williams is playing so well. Let's go to Giants-Cowboys. Cowboys, nine-point favorites. I, I, mean, I will just say, DeAndre Swift is a really good running back. He's good. Uh, but yeah, he, he's, I mean, he's a different running back than Saquon or Derrick Henry, but he's a really good running back. It's... You have to assume it's some sort of health thing where they, they're either he's not 100% healthy or they're worried that if they give him increased usage, he will get hurt again. So uh, it's interesting there as well. Uh, you know, By the way, uh, you could do worse than Jared Goff as a streamer against Buffalo in a game in which be some yeah, junk time scoring here. Yeah, yeah, he could easily go 250 and 2. Let's talk about the Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys minus 9 is my favorite spread of Thanksgiving. I think that line should be 10.5. The bottom is falling out of the New York Giants with all their injuries. Wondell Robinson out for the season with a torn ACL. Dory Jackson out four to six weeks, which is quietly a big deal too. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence, Tony Pollard, who is one of the most uh, polarizing running backs uh, <laughs> in fantasy. So Leave the dad terrible. jokes to me. Yeah, that, that one was, was bad. No, it's because I've been spending two. <laughs> that, that was two, that was doing shows for you was six days a week. He came off the dome with it, fresh off the dome. He didn't get the polarizing thing. It's right uh, up your alley. Uh, no, because uh, like even I have a limit of how bad my dad jokes will be. You know what? In fairness, Lawrence, like so, you and I both have older kids. He's yes. he's got very young children, yeah. and, and so and, and so he's new to dad. You know, he's just getting so his dad. Because they're gonna tell you, the older kids gonna tell you, like, dad, chill out. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My right. kids can't talk back. They can't tell me that yet. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Four. You can Doesn't just work. see it in their eyes. Yeah. I've seen it like, you know, right, exactly. If you Which follow Jay work. on if you follow Jay on, on uh, Instagram, you see pictures of his kids a lot and you can see in their eyes. <laughs> yeah. it, they're kind of hostage photos. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. There's, there's a little bit of help me there. My poor daughters. All yeah. right. Tony Pollard. Uh, what are we doing with Tony Pollard uh, vis-a-vis Zeke going forward? Obviously, you're starting them, but how high is the ceiling for Pollard? Yeah, well, he's easily a running back, too. It's like now the question is, he's a solidified RB1. For this week, he definitely is. Like, Zeke is still eating, but it's, he going to get them little samples now. Like, when you're at a store, they get a little sample on a toothpick. Right. That's how he eating right now. Tony Pollard is eating, but when he he take big bites. You know, that do you still is, do in, in the era of COVID. Do you still take samples at stores? I have. I've stopped. Zeke still is. No, I understand. So that. What else he gonna get? I yeah. actually, I go. I'm even more all in now. It's a market inefficiency. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't gonna lie. I still do it though. I still do it. I've I never been bigger it. on the toothpick bites. <laughs> That's where I, I do my best work, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to see me in those stores? It's like watching Patrick yeah, Mahomes yeah. on Sunday night. All right, just cooking, cooking with absolute gas. Got it. Slayton, Matthew. Market inefficiency. a flex play. I look. I agree with. I agree with. Uh, Lawrence, by the way, just on the running backs here, Pollard over Zeke. They finally started to involve Pollard in the passing game. That's the that's the key, right? They early in the season they weren't, but like you know, he he he's finally started to get involved in the passing game. And Zeke will get into close in stuff here. Darius Slayton, you know, over the last four weeks is averaging fourteen point six fantasy points per game. The most important thing for me is a twenty two percent target share here. Uh, he's a big play waiting to happen. My expectation here is you'll see Trayvon Diggs on him, which is a tough matchup. But he's also, Diggs is a guy that will take chances. Yep. And Slayton is a guy can do a quick double move. He's down the field, and all you need is one play for it to pay off. He's a guy that will take risks, and so I think Slayton can make him pay. Especially in a game in which they're nine-point underdogs, to your point. They're going to be throwing. They're going to be throwing. So, yeah, uh, yeah give me Darius Slayton as a uh, viable wide receiver three this week. Okay. He comes in at uh, 31 for me. A lot of viable wide receivers in paths at Vikings. The night game. Vikings are three-point favorites. Don't agree with that. That should be closer to pick for me. The total is 42.5. Matthew, what is the level of concern for the Minnesota pass catchers this week against the Pats secondary that might be the best in the league? Yeah, and, and again, I think... Kirk Cousins is going to be under pressure. I don't think yeah. he's going to be good. I think he's going to struggle. This is a, you know, it's a, it's a short week. The game is in Minnesota, which is helpful. 
to to him. But look, you have to start Justin Jefferson. But I I, I have I ranked him. I mean, I think I ranked him like fifth. Why did five? But that's AJ. the lowest I've ranked yeah, Justin yeah, Jefferson yeah. all year. And I'm with you. I, mean, I think it's a really tough match. I think it's a tough match. Like so, you're you're starting him, and I think you have to start Hawkinson just because of the the uh, uh, the the state of tight ends here. But like you see the numbers there in the screen in terms of what these guys did against the Cowboys, and so now they're playing a, as good a defense, uh, uh, you know, um, in the Patriots probably. And so, look, you have to start Jefferson and Hawkinson and Dalvin Cook, but I'm super nervous about uh, Adam Thielen, who's had eight games now without a receiving touchdown, under 10 fantasy points Ooh. in three straight. He's outside my top 40. Kirk Cousins made my hate list as well, as we talked about at the top of the show. So, um yeah, I'm out. My, my, tell you, my primetime Kirk, my, my BetMGM one-game parlay, we got distracted. By we, I mean I did. But my, my Barry Boost on BetMGM is all Kirk Cousins' unders. Okay. It, like that's it. what I was just saying. It's all, like, yeah. it's under passing yards. It's yeah. under, yeah. So it's, anyway, if, if you want to bet with me on, against primetime Kirk, which is uh, a good bet, a good bet go to, do the Barry Boost at BetMGM. Use promo code Barry. Yep. Okay, Lawrence. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, outrushed by Damian Harris last week. Any concern there? Bothers me none. Last week he still had 21 touches for 82 yards. Wasn't an efficient day on the ground. Damian Harris, 10 total touches and 93 yards, boosted by a 30-yard run. So I got no worries here for Ramondre Stevenson. If he's going to go out and get six catches for 56 like he did last week, we fire him up easy, borderline RB1 if we being honest with it. Yep, I'm with you there. No concern about Ramondre. He's always going to supplement the rushing with pass game work. I, I have him as a, you know, in a, in, a, in a matchup that doesn't scare you. Vikings are a bottom 12 run defense over the last four weeks. Uh, in a game in which we expect it to either be neutral script or positive yeah. for the New England Patriots. And they don't want Mac Jones to throw either. I mean, they're running no, a better version of the Jets offense, which is they're going to try to hide their quarterback, play good defense, run the ball, control the clock, be conservative. And so uh, Stevenson's a top 10 guy for me this week. And I think Harris is he's a little touchdown dependent, obviously, but I think he's a viable flex especially in a half-point PPR or standard league. Yep. Okay, let's get into the most bet props on BetMGM tomorrow. Dalton Schultz, over 36.5 receiving yards. A lot of overs on this list. Stefan Diggs and CeeDee Lamb, their overs. Ramondre Stevenson, over 3.5 receptions. And then Kirk Cousins, under 250.5 passing they yards. They with you. I, I like all those, especially, especially Diggs, especially Schultz. Obviously, you know I love the Cousins. It's part of the... Uh, the uh, Barry Boost on BetMGM. Worth noting, the Stevenson over three and a half receptions is minus 140. Like even, yeah, exactly. Even BetMGM's like, all right, we'll give this one to you. But uh, uh, listen, uh, the only thing better than spending time with your family on Thanksgiving is spending time with your family with your phone in your hand watching football with that's money it. on the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I mean, everyone says that's the tradition like no other. Like, it is. It's fantasy football. It's sports betting. We we love it all. We love having action on the game. Look, you know, um, look, get the family involved. Okay. Responsibly. Don't get the kids involved. Let's be clear. Yes. Responsibly. Yes. Wives, bet, uncles, what you can aunties. Afford. Let's take a look at this. Pick a Thanksgiving dinner to attend. Lawrence, what are you going with here? Yeah, I'm going to go with the mobile quarterbacks right here. Lamar Jackson from Florida. Hurts from Texas. Fields from Jordan. I need that Southern cooking with me. The AFC West party, that food look like it don't look like it got no flavor in it, so give me the mobile QB. Wow, Patrick Mahomes, no fl- I'm just going, I'm going with the AFC West party just because of what you said there. Kind give me Patrick Mahomes. Give me Travis Kelsey, the offensive player of the year. Give me a resurgent Justin Herbert and uh, friend of the show, Austin Eckler. I mean, the AFC West party is clearly the Answer here. Mahomes is <laughs> the number one. Mahomes is the number, Mahomes is the number one quarterback in fantasy. Kelsey's the number one tight end in fantasy. Eckler's the number one running back in fantasy. <laughs> and then you know Justin Herbert with his hair kind of looks like a you know a waiter at a surf shop in, uh, in you know <laughs> what on, does that on the even West mean? Coast. Why do why are there waiters? At surf I need shops? fun at my well, dinner whatever. Party. You know what I mean? Like oh, like a beach a beach bar. He looks like a waiter yeah, at a beach bar. Sure, I'll buy that. I just I, right. I was I was trying to say he looks like a, a like a host at a surf shop or a waiter at a beach bar and I sort of mix the two of them. I, what do you want from me? I Like, I was choking. Like, I'm coming back from the... De- I was on my deathbed. Yeah, hey, I, minutes I, ago. I want to trade Kyler for uh, Travis Kelsey, though. I want to make that trade. Yeah, that's not happening. Listen, it's closing time. You, got, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for Lawrence Jackson and Jake Crouch. I'm Matthew Berry. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're back Sunday morning. Peace out!
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.